Howdy, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to another rootin' tootin' pistols in the air like Yosemite Sam shooting episode of the Podgelorian. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm picturing you with the Yosemite Sam mustache while you're yeah. saying this. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Today... We're discussing the last episode of The Mandalorian, Season 1, Chapter 8, Read Diggity Damn Shit. I'm channeling Human Rayla, basically, right now. Now let's quit beating the devil around the stump and get to it. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Beating the devil around the stump. Is that a dirty thing? No, it's like beating around the bush. Is that a dirty thing? Uh, Danny? Danny? Yes, figuratively, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this is already turning out to be a Rogue Podrin episode. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like the example that the Cowboy Dictionary I used gave (laughs) was quit beating around the devil and ask her to marry ya. Oh, my oh yeah, God. yeah. I feel, like, I feel like I've heard a relative say that to somebody. Oh, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> clearly you didn't take their advice. <laughs> um. So now's the part of the episode where we transition from the super country western intro to Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> Avril Lavigne and Werner I need to find a bluegrass version of complicated, I guess. I I should have done that eight episodes ago. (laughs) We didn't know what this was going to be. (laughs) Yeah, it all just happened very organically. It did. Oh, boy. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Chapter 8. Somehow I missed the really big giant start here that you'd put in the middle of the north. <laughs> I was like, where is Meek reading this from? I just made it up as I went along. No. That's fair. Um, so for chapter 8, please feel free to stop me and add anything in. Um, I've only watched this once when I was doing these show notes, and so I know that they are mildly incomplete, and I wasn't going to do it again. So <laughs> Anyway. Chapter 8, Redemption. They named the episode Redemption. Yeah. What? Okay, you'll That's notice that eight. I did last time, I was gonna tell y'all about the uh, the other meaning of Redemption, which makes sense, and I forgot about, which I think is the actual meaning of this episode, not that anyone had Redemption in this episode. That was probably a double, double entendre. Yes. And I so hate- Redemption can also yeah, mean... Stop the- beating around the bush. All right, I'll stop beating around the bush. Redemption. Oh, stop beating the devil around the stump. Say it right. I'll stop beating that devil around the bush. Um... <laughs> no, 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 no. Do not no, no. beat the devil around the bush. <laughs> no, yeah, I said all right. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> That's totally fine. Mm. So redemption can also mean the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. Otherwise known as redeeming something, um, like to redeem... <laughs> A voucher or some tickets at an arcade, right? I totally forgot this was another meaning of redemption. And I feel like that is because the idea is that they're meant to be redeeming Baby Yoda for the payment um, and fixing everything that's wrong. But also there's a little bit of other redemption there too. I feel like most of the episode titles kind of have that double meaning going on too, right? I have honestly forgotten all of the other ones. Yeah, I was just going to say, I can't think of any of them now that I I said that. Just like uh, like the Reckoning. I feel like I reckon, but also they were reckoned. I don't know. I reckon the steps has multiple demons. And like the gunslinger could mean Toro, Kala, whatever the heck, or could mean Mando. I don't know. That's true. There's a legitimate example. (laughs) 
episode six. I feel like that one had a double meaning. What was this? Oh, that was the prisoner. Yeah. Prisoner. Yeah, because like the Mandalorian is a prisoner to his own emotions. Oh, oh my god. (laughs) There's more than one type of cage. Baby Yoda was a prisoner inside the broom closet for a period of time during that episode. The droids are prisoners (laughs) to their programming. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We're so weird. Anyway, okay. So I had a valid point here. Y'all just took it off the rails. Right. And so, <laughs> welcome to Rogue Pod. Um, <laughs> and Dave Filoni is now a prisoner to the fact that he'll forever be canonized as Wolf Trapper. <laughs> <laughs> I kept, when when Dinner and I were talking about it, I kept calling him Trapper Wolf. <laughs> 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 Which is not any better or any worse. Oh, so. you know Wolf Trapper goes by his last name. Yes. It's like, no, but everyone calls him Wolf, but he always tries to make it a thing where he goes by his last name, but no one ever, like, actually goes with it. Mr. Trapper is my father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm like, I go by my last name. Fuck. <laughs> For all you know, I go by mine, so. <laughs> God, too much mystery. Too much mystery. <laughs> yeah, Humphrey, take it away. Keep it going. No, I don't like that. I hate that. <laughs> okay. Um, the Also, the other example that Saf gave, besides redeeming tickets, um, was the bounty hunters found the terms of redemption unattractive. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, as we left last time, <clears throat> Baby Yaddle was taken by two troopers, by two scout troopers on speeder bikes. <laughs> Um, Trooper 2, they stop, like, outside of town because stuff is going down, um, and they don't want to get hit with the crossfire, and so they're waiting for it to cool off, and so Trooper 2 wants to see the baby, but Trooper 1 hits it like a jerk, (sighs) and then... really hits it hard. Yeah. Yeah. Stormtroopers are awful. I don't think I've ever been more mad at a Stormtrooper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Um, that conversation between them, though, was, like... It was just immediately like a bright neon blinking sign being like, this is a Taika Waititi episode. This yeah, is it's a Taika like, Waititi um, episode. It was like how episode five was like, oh, this is a Dave Filoni episode within like a few seconds of it opening. This one was like, yep, this is definitely a Taika episode. And God damn, it makes me want a Taika movie so bad. Oh, man. So I was this man is a genius. So I was talking to a coworker this morning who um, it's always so refreshing to talk about Star Wars with people who aren't on Twitter. <laughs> um, but he, he was talking about how he watched The Mandalorian, and he, he mentioned this scene, and he, he doesn't know who Taika Waititi is or anything like that. He was just like, his his perspective on it was like, this is like what Star Wars TV can do. We would never see a scene like this in a movie because they would never take this much time to just like let this dialogue happen. But this is the joy of a TV show is that we can let things like this happen. I was like, that's a good point, too. Like, yeah. yay, Star Wars TV. Yay. And is it true that Trooper One is Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. So <laughs> the good place crossover continues. Well, the thing is, is that I was in Seattle while this came out, and my sister was watching like old episodes of SNL in which Jason Sudeikis was still on the cast, and so I kept booing Jason Sudeikis every <laughs> time he came up on the TV. And I just boo, boo, <laughs> and she's like what and like my dad's like why are you doing that and i'm like he's canceled (laughs) he hit baby yoda (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was great it was fun for me less fun i think for everybody else (laughs) it sounds sounds like you had fun (laughs) i had a good time it was my vacation um so then trooper two finally gets to see it but then of course yada bites him um and then (laughs) trooper two hits him like a jerk but so both the stormtroopers are canceled. Yeah, super canceled. I mean, the stormtroopers, they were already canceled. <laughs> That's a good point. But babysitter of the year, IG-11, shows up and takes Yaddle and a speeder bike. Oh, IG-11. Yep. Such a good boy. <sighs> watching, like, it was it was very stressful watching, like, IG-11 shooting, shooting, rooting and tooting and shooting. 
with the baby like strapped to him. But oh it was also super cool the way he would like rotate his body around and like shoot the like with the baby. Like we'd right. seen it before, but just like seeing the baby on it just kind of really exemplified how cool the the um, mechanics of that droid design are. I love mm-hmm. like the I, the idea of like an IG unit, the way that it looks like it works off a pneumatic system instead of like a CGI nothing like a battle droid, mm-hmm. you know? Like you can actually see like the pistons and everything moving and the logic behind his movement, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yeah, they do speed. use stop motion for that for that, right? Like it looks like stop motion. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's all movie magic. <laughs> TV it just looks so much like old school kind of animation. I feel like the the Walker kind of did as well in episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of the effects that they've done have really been like, if, if they're not practical effects, they have been inspired by practical effects. And like the movie, yeah. like look at Yaddle. Like right. Yaddle doesn't look like most CGI creatures that we see in movies. It's very obviously a puppet, but there's something really endearing about it in yeah. the way that it moves. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Disney is very good at good puppets. Yes. If you look at uh, Disneyland. <laughs> and Yoda in episode one, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Stop. Oh! Stop. Danny, that's not Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mando, so our Mando thinks the other Mandos are still there in the sewers. Um, but, and so that's their escape plan to get out. But as they're trying to escape, the uh, Moff Gideon and the Stormtroopers and the Death Troopers are setting up an E-Web, which is a real fancy name for a Gatling gun. Um, yeah, they E-Web is like a gun from the really old uh, ancillary material for like the RPG game. Yeah. Um, and also, E-Webs are in the Karen Travis novels. <laughs> It's one of like the, the like yeah it's a gatling gun one of like the heavy troopers i think has one like yeah. strapped I, with back or some shit i don't know i won't lie they <laughs> said e-web and i went ooh, an e-web <laughs> yeah i did the exact same thing they're like e-web and i was like ooh. I was like, <laughs> and i went wtf is an e-web <laughs> yep half and half just like there are two kinds of star wars fans like <laughs> <laughs> um, i like that it was the gatling gun because like that's always the like when you watch like the magnificent seven like that's the big hitter like that's what the enemies always have that the heroes never do is the gatling boy gun gun. yeah and so like i like that it was still in line with that western like oh shit (laughs) like we're in trouble now okay Uh meg we're clearly fake fans because i'm on the e-web wikipedia page and it appeared in x-wing the kratos trap x-wing ice arts revenge and i jedi (laughs) Well, one of those books doesn't count. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely did not page it through one of those books. It's entirely possible I brought up the E-Web being in you, those books before you as well. All know I do not care about artillery. <laughs> like... Look, I love a good space gun. Not as much as uh, Troy Denning, but I love a good space gun. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Anyway, I'm okay with being a fake fan. I haven't like eaten three Star Wars books, so I'm not a real fan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you should so, do that next time we get together. Eat Star Wars. I thought you said I thought you yeah, said read three Star Wars books. No, I said eat 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 three. Oh, Star Wars. I was very yeah. confused for a second. I was like, okay, Meg, what? <laughs> Are you sure, Meg? Are you sure about that? I just I feel Star? like. I feel like the problem with Rogue Pattern is that we have to continue to, like, increase the spectacle in order to, like, maintain our reputation. So, at, at some point, we're going to eat Star Wars books when we're all together. Like, that's just Wait, inevitable. Wait, you think I haven't eaten a Star Wars book? No, I mean, just when but we're all together. Oh, when we're together, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. As part of a blood ritual sacrifice, you know, the whole thing. We have to do it at Panera and everything. Right, right, right. In a bread bowl. <laughs> in a bread bowl. A bread yeah. bowl. This is very good video content, so yeah, we will absolutely do it. Yeah, I'll do a little vlog. Yeah, great. You're welcome, listeners. Moff Gideon, if you have any recommendations about which book you would like us to eat, (laughs) (laughs) that's our listener question this week. (laughs) Which Star Wars book should we eat? (laughs) Hear that, listeners? That's your question. So Moff Gideon is real charming, Um, but he mentions things like. The Night of a Thousand Deer? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and I don't know did, what that is. 
Yeah, I don't like the sound of it. Um, I have a feeling we're going to know what it is when season seven of The Clone Wars comes out. Oh, yeah. I was, like, losing my mind during most of this episode because I was like, wait, this stuff's going to all come back in The Clone Wars. And I'm so excited. I'm finally excited about Mandalorian stuff. Turns out this show is actually just a tease for the season seven of The Clone Wars. I hate that. (laughs) Just a three and a half hour long trailer. I'm still not going to watch it. Um, So... Moff Gideon gives grief until nightfall to give up and negotiate before opening fire. Moff uh, Gideon is fine. Very He's a fine man, and I am here for that. Yeah. And I also, I like in this scene, we find out the Mandalorian's very stupid name. <laughs> oh my god, Wait, so before you get to that, I have a funny thing to say. Moff Gideon can give me a night of a thousand tears if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh no! Same though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. What was this about the big reveal about the Mandalorian's name? Din, his name's Din Jaren, and it's spelled. It's so it, how it's spelled is it's so a dumb. Silent D. <laughs> yeah, it's a silent D. It's like Jin. Also, Cara Cynthia Dune of Alderaan. Yeah. And yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, I. It makes like when they said Alderaan, I was like, that makes so much sense for why she is like she is. <laughs> but also, oh my god, we've gone to the Alderanian finally. Wow. They didn't all the die except for like fucking Nash. Most of them. <laughs> fucking Nash. Look, it's it's Leia, Nash, and Kara. Great. <laughs> that's it. That's it. They get together once a month for, like, support group. And it's just, like, the most <laughs> um, awkward circle in the world. The Y-Wing pilot. The Y-Wing pilot. What's her face? The Y-Wing. Oh, yeah, her. Blonde. Oh, Yvonne, yeah. Yvonne, yeah. 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 How did I forget Yvonne's name? So, I mean, I love one her. dude and he's a piece of shit, so that's not surprising. To be fair, um, Yvonne does become, just... like, the the ruler of Alderaan somewhat. And they are, they are, like, a nomadic fleet now or something. So there were some that survived. Yeah. The the Alderanian support like survivors support group is just Yvonne, Leia, and Kara Cynthia Dune just totally dunking on Nash the entire time. <laughs> God bless. I, I and Tycho is just like looking in through the window. He's like, I'm not really allowed in here anymore. <laughs> Technically I can't be here, but I'm okay. gonna stare at I got ways. erased from your childhoods. <laughs> I did immediately want it did immediately make me want to see Leia and Kara interact with one another. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Kara, speaking of Kara, she is freaking out because if she gets caught, they're going to put her on a mind flayer, which sounds real bad. <laughs> that's a reference to the D&D monster. I was going to say, that's Stranger what? Things, isn't it? No, Stranger Things is, is referencing the D&D monster, right. the mind yes. flayer, <laughs> um, which, yeah, basically... <laughs> Just sucks your brain out. Yikes, that's it. Magically, magically. Just get a um, it. <laughs> it's basically like, I'm pretty sure it's just like a brain. It's just a floating brain that can suck your brain out. Just um, get a Borg. What if they just, just named Borg their Borg gullet Mind Flayer? No, I have a feeling a Mind Flayer in Star Wars, because I was like, wait, do they have Mind Flayers in Star Wars? Like, is this a reference to D&D, but also a reference to a thing that is a reference to D&D? Uh, but no, Mind Flayers do not exist in Star Wars before this point, but I have a feeling it's probably some like awful Imperial weapon yeah. thing. Yeah. Didn't Kaz talk about, in Star Wars Resistance, one episode, talk about getting a brain scrape from the First Order? Oh, oh, oh I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, that is very viscerally bad. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. That's the updated version of the Mind Flayer. Just the new, new Bargola comes with, like, an ice scraper. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does, no. It does make me go, I'm like, what did you do, Cara Cynthia? I still love you, but what did you do? <laughs> Yeah. She did I this. hope we find out. Yeah. Cara Cynthia Dune flashback episode in season two, or we riot. Yeah. Cara Cynthia Dune in season two, or we riot. <laughs> That's a good yeah. point. <clears throat> You're right. Maybe set the bar a little lower. Yeah. It's Star Wars. We have <laughs> to set it point. real low. Yeah. So Mando knows that it's Moff Gideon, even though he was supposedly executed for war crimes, because. Um, Moff Gideon was an ISB agent during the Siege of Mandalore, where the Yikes. only record of his real name is. And so for him knowing his real name, that means he was at the Siege of Mandalore, who apparently was Moff Gideon. <laughs> it's all right. Um, and then we have the fancy, Mandalorian isn't a race, it's a creed. And then Carl Weathers looks over knowingly. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite tweet that came out of this was the fan video that where he says it's not a race, it's a creed, and then it jumps into the flashback, but it's playing "Can You Take Me Higher" by Creed. <laughs> feel about mandalorian isn't a race it's a creed because i always thought it was like a, a like a you're from mandalore it's your culture kind of thing so this is a new take on that i guess yeah but, well i think it's a way of saying that mandalorians don't discriminate on who can join them yeah that's a good point because it was and, just a race and, and they wouldn't have taken in the foundlings that they do and i wonder and also if don't anyone... make it a weird racial thing when so many of them are white i guess right i wonder if anyone would have said it's not a race it's a creed you know, like in the Clone Wars, or if this is a thing that they're now saying now because they're in survival mode after everything that happened via the Clone Wars in the Empire. Yeah, That's I would probably say that. I feel like the Mandalorians have been pretty uh, messed up and evolved since then. They've yeah, had a rough go of it the last 30 years. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of like the things that are like Mandalorians can't take off their helmets when we've seen them take them off before and things like that can be explained away by they are like a dying group of people. That got mm. totally screwed over by the Empire, so they had to change the way that they do things. Yeah, well, it's kind of even covered in this is the fact that, like, all of the Mandalorians going above ground meant that the Empire knew that the Mandalorian, like, conclave was there. And not even the Empire, but, like, people who don't want them to be around. And that's why they had to, like, all scatter, because otherwise they would have been targeted as a conclave. Instead of just being a single Mandalorian, which, you know, sometimes there are. Yeah. All right. So we do this flashback to, so it's the full flashback of Din Djarn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that how you pronounce his name? I don't know. Din Djarn. Din Djarn. Um, I mean, it sounds like a cowboy name, TBH. So we see his parents taking him and like running through the streets. People are dying and putting him in that little like cellar. Um, and before the droid can kill him, a Mandalorian takes the droid out and carries him away. And he sees, like, the Mandalorians save the day. Um, and the Mandalorian is like, you want to come with me? But without saying anything, because they still don't talk. And then Mando's like, yeah. And that's what happens. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. I spent the entire thing being like, do I recognize these Mandalorians? Do I recognize any of these armors? <laughs> Their, say, uh, death was watch. that post death Vizsla? Watch. That, yeah, that they were Death Watch. They were Death Watch or Clan Vizsla, which is basically Death Watch, I think, at yeah. this point. I don't think necessarily Clan Vizsla is Death Watch. Possibly not at this point, even. But yeah, they had the Death Watch armor. Or the Vizsla armor. Which... Wow, the Vizsla's doing something good? What a shock. Right, like, why is Death Watch... <laughs> they're called Death Watch. Um, doing this? Like, I'm very... I really want to know I, the backstory of what's going on, like, during this time. What? You're going to have to you watch the Clone Wars, Meg. I don't want to watch the Clone Wars. You know what it might be? Shit is ugly. You know what it might be? Because when the last time we saw Bo-Katan in Clone Wars, she had kind of seen the error of her ways. Mm, maybe, yeah. Death, maybe Death Watch is taken over after Pre Vizsla died. Death Watch gets taken over by Bo-Katan, and she makes it into something better. And that's how we get Bo-Katan in Season 2. We're still yeah, called Death Watch, like, but now this we're girl. good. They could well, be I don't know if they're still called Death Watch. Because I think Death Watch probably like, died with Previs Low or whatever. Probably. I just like, who who was on the naming committee? Like, it was the team that named the Death Star. Like, come on, guys. It was a terrorist group. It was a bunch of bros. It's like, you know what would be sick? Our, if we named our group Death Watch. Yeah, Death Watch. <laughs> and they all, like shot beers and like that's the end of it so now we know why how he got to be a foundling um and we find out that quill is actually dead not just sleeping on the sand <laughs> wait was it we didn't really talk about this last time but did, did you think he was sleeping on the sand <laughs> I mean, we could hope Danny. I did not think he was sleep like sleeping and that kind of sleeping, but like it was really unclear whether he was just knocked out or like grievously injured or like dead dead. Like it was very unclear about how that happened. Um, so we had no confirmation of what happened to him until now, in which IG Eleven reported that he's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen, it's Star Wars. <laughs> That's a very good yeah. point. The yeah. Confirmation yeah. of the. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're still waiting to find out what happened with Ming-Na Wen, so... Right, and, like, listen, Papa Palpatine came back after his ride, so, like... Yeah, yeah we'll we've whatever. got a lot of precedent now. Yeah, I don't trust anything. Um, I love the music during IG-11's Ride of Terror. <laughs> it's just really fun music. Because <laughs> it gets kind of techno-y, and you're like, what is happening, right? It's a good time. It's I love great... all the music in this show. It's it, so weird. As... We haven't talked enough about the music, but it's just been so good. Yeah, it's so like, good. Yeah, I love that bit in the ending. I always listen to the full in credits because I love it. But I love that one little bit in the end credits where it kind of sounds like someone's going wild on a recorder. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Yeah. The- I, I like that they've re- been releasing or that they released all the soundtracks like as individual little mini albums, too. So it was just kind of a fun thing to listen to the soundtrack after the episode each week instead of having to wait for an album at the end of the at the end of the season. And I and I feel like like I we I kind of felt like this with the Star Wars movie that doesn't exist uh, solo, but like in the anthologies and the TV shows, they have the opportunity to step away from the classic like Star yeah. Wars orchestral John Williams score, and like the guy who whose name escapes me, the guy who did the music on this like fully embraced the weirdness of it's it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. It's going great for them right now. And so the Bando and Grief actually have an opportunity to fight back. So they leave the cantina and the Mando hops up on the E-Web and starts shooting things. I put shotting things because I was doing these <laughs> notes real fast. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, there's just too much. And Moff Gideon ends up shooting the E-Web charger and the Mando gets hurt really bad. I mean, he is fine Death Troopers as well, which are a little bit better than like, all actually good troopers. They're yeah. actually good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it took like five of them to bring down Baze Malibus, so, you know. So they retreat, but the Mando's hurt real bad. And he tells them to go ahead, giving Kara the Mythosaur necklace in order for them to like get help from the mandos when they find them in the sewer um he officially calls yaddle a foundling uh, which is like oh no <laughs> and then ig11 is actually getting the sewer grate open and grief is just like i love an ig11 droid <laughs> <laughs> love an ig unit yeah grief is having a good time now <laughs> he's having a good time he probably hasn't seen this much action in like a long time yeah, he's become like a fucking administrator. Right, it's great. Um, and so, it also seems like Carl Weathers is having the time of his life. He's having oh yeah, absolutely. He's having a great time. And so even though uh, a big old flamethrower trooper probably has a better name than that, but I don't care. Okay, uh, so I do want to comment on this. He does have a really cool design in that he's like got the pant armor, which gave me very vivid flashbacks to um. Why can I not remember the name of this freaking game? <laughs> Battlefront. Be- no, <laughs> I'm with you. The other one, the one about the clone. Republic Commando. Yeah, that one. Thank you. Because um, the characters in that have like their painted armor and everything, and it gave me very, very strong flashbacks to that. And I was like, I bet Taika probably did that on purpose because he's a he's a freaking nerd and probably a gamer too. Um, I don't know if that is on purpose, but that was the impression. That was like yeah, what my brain like, went through. Well, all the clones are Maori, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, he definitely looks cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to do a, do a clones thing. Yeah. Um. So the flamethrower trooper is burning them down inside the cantina, but Kara won't leave the Mando, protecting his body as like the flames come in. Um. And so Yaddle protects them all and sends the fire back to the trooper, which gives Kara and Grief a chance to escape. Um. IG Eleven says it will stay with the Mando. Kara makes him promise makes it promise to bring him with them. Mando tells IG-11 to kill him, but IG-11's like, no, I'm not a hunter anymore. Hmm. I am a nurse, and I want you to support my interests, Mando. Right. So Mando threatens IG-11. And like, at this point, you just know, like, oh, helmet's coming off, helmet's yep. coming off, helmet's yep. coming off. Yep. <sighs> so Mando threatens... It when it tries to remove his helmet because no living thing has seen him without the helmet on since he swore his creed. Um, but IG-11 yeah, reminds him me IG-11 reminds him that it's not a living thing so technically doesn't count. <laughs> Look, I know technically it doesn't count but I know in the technicalities it doesn't count but I still hate it in spirit. I know, but listen, 
I eleven had to say that because the Mando's being real stubborn right now. Right. I'd like to believe that IG eleven doesn't truly believe that in its heart either. But it was just it was it was doing everything it could to save Pedro Pascal's right. life. Me, I don't like that the Mando <laughs> believes it because he's finally like starting to get closer to droids and he's like, yeah, but you're not loving. <laughs> I don't think he really believes it either. I think he just realizes that like, well, it's a loophole I, they can both work yeah. with. Yeah, technically. Yeah. I can if, put my helmet back on after this. If anybody asks, it doesn't count. Right. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean, like, no living thing can see him without the helmet? Does that mean if, like, somebody wore a blindfold around him, they'd be good? <laughs> but what if the blindfold falls off? Oh my god, that explains the big sex question. <laughs> no, it doesn't, Danny. You just leave the helmet on. It's fine. The question okay, already got answered. That's not what you're into. <laughs> and some of us are into helmets, Danny. <laughs> There's gotta be a fic for that. There's gotta be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll stop wooing now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get to see Pedro Pascal's unaltered, beautiful face. Thank goodness. Can I? I think it was. I really. It... I don't like it. I still don't like it. It was very distressing I'll, to me to see his I'll face. Be, I'll be honest. <laughs> I looked away. I was like, I'm not supposed to be watching this. <laughs> Ash is like, I'm a living thing. I can't see it. <laughs> I just instinctively went, oh no. And I went, wait, you're being an idiot. <laughs> just, oh no. Oh no. My favorite take on this was a friend of the pod, Abby, who tweeted, uh, knows that the Mandalorian is played by Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Removes the Mandalorian's helmet. It is Pedro Pascal. Shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> That is kind of how it felt. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, it's you! Is that how it felt? <laughs> I Look, not- I love his beautiful face, but in my brain, the Mandalorian is very much the Master Chief of the Star Wars universe, and so I was like, no, I cannot see his face! It's illegal! Alright. Anyway, um, the IG-11 gives him some back to spray to his central processing unit. Uh, it's a joke. Ha 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 ha. Um, and they meet up with Grief, Kara, and Yaddle in the tunnels. I feel like- in which Kara immediately takes him from IG-11 to help him walk. She's like, here's I- my boy. I boy. feel like we need to take a second to appreciate how ride or die Kara Cynthia Dune is in this episode. Oh she's gosh, like, I'm, she's not leaving, I'm not leaving you behind, you idiot. Until he's like, you gotta take care of my kid. Is only when she kind of relents and is like, okay. Right. Yeah. And... And, like, especially when, in the beginning, she was really only doing this because she hates Imperials and was, like, not going to come on this mission. And now it's just, like, got to protect my kids, got to protect my dumb friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's so happy, too, when she sees he's alive. Right? I oh, know. It's, it's so sweet. Um, surprise, the hidden tunnels are a maze because the Mandos did not want to be found. But also, um, it is sewers, so... <laughs> yeah. So, they find out where the coven is supposed to be, but it's all just empty armor. Not a great sign. No. The Mando gets real mad and ac- accuses Grief of slaughtering them, but then the armorer shows up and is like, yo, the imps came after we did all of our shooty stuff. And so she is there to stay and salvage the armor because it's Beskard and has to be stay with the Mandalorians. So she tells the Mando that the foundling is his, and he is as their father now. <laughs> yes. oh. Yep. He has clan all- of two. They're a clan of two! And he has <laughs> earned his signet, the Mudhorns. <laughs> I Go love it. Mudhorns! Yay, my signet is that creature that tried to kill me. <laughs> but it was. But they defeated it together. Was it together? <laughs> yeah. It, he it in mostly the mostly got beat up. And then y'all he, yeah, he, he you know how like when you when you like, give a jar when you give a jar you can't open to someone they open it, you're like yeah 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 I made that easier for, I like weakened it for you it's kind of like right, that right yeah, like yeah. you learned it I got it started for you yeah <laughs> that's an amazing metaphor <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so they have their fancy mudhorn signet now which actually looks very cool and it's now the Mando's job to go find the rest of Yaddle's species and their proper home. This is the way. This is the way. I did like there was like a little thing about how like 
traditionally force users are the like natural yeah, enemy of yeah. the Mandalorians. Um, but they're like, well, this is your kid now, so it's accepted. Like, it's right. fine. I, like, I'm je- force users in general are, but this individual isn't, which I think is like really important. Like, you yeah. can't. Like, you do have to take individuals into account, even when, like, historically, this, like, one group of people has been your enemy. Like, there's always, <laughs> there's always room for growth or change within individuals. I'm really curious to see if give him back to his people is, like, Yoda Yaddle species, or if it's the Jedi, like Luke's Jedi temple. Mm. I mean... Oh. It feels very much like they're saying for like his actual species, but we don't know. I mean, I, I imagine that's certainly how the Mandalorian will begin the quest, and who knows yeah. where he'll end up. But I think we're going to find out that his family along the way is the Mando, <laughs> and then they'll just stay together five ever. Um, I do appreciate that the Mandalorian's yeah. thing is like, if you can't train to be Mandalorian, then we right. will just find its actual home and give it back. Right. Like. They're not just going to steal kids. The belonging you seek is not behind you, it is ahead. Ooh, a reference. I love good reference. Uh, I also Also, appreciate appreciate that, um... Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. I do appreciate that this also clarified that they still have the clans within this, like, conclave, which I like. I like that. What I appreciated was how the scene once again emphasized that most of the Star Wars galaxy has not watched the Star Wars movies. Right. When she's like, there are these ancient beings called the, uh... The, uh... The Jetty. Jetty? The Jetty. (laughs) I love that none of them know what the Force is. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Why would they? Like, it's it's made up and fake. Like, no one knows what this is. It's just Cara didn't hang out with Luke and Leia in the Rebellion. Yeah, why would she? She doesn't know what it is. Yeah. She wasn't, like, a They were, like... She wasn't, like... A, a strategist, 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 whatever. Strategist? Yeah, strategist. Um, you know, she was ground troops. Why would she, like, be in these other meetings? Like, no. She's a shock trooper. She wouldn't be involved in that stuff. Right. Like, huh? They generally do not get involved in the higher level military stuff. No. And why would they? That's a waste of their time. It's a waste of their time. So she also gives him a jetpack. Yeah. Finally, he earned the jetpack. Finally. Um, and of course she's like, you have to do your drills first and you have to like bond with your jetpack. <laughs> Don't forget to practice. I will say my favorite meme to come out of I Mandalorian so far. Really hard. <laughs> my favorite meme to come out of the Mandalorian so far is Kara just like the the armor, it's the armor's like if you train with the rising phoenix, Kara's like rising phoenix, she's so pretentious. It's a fucking jetpack, rising phoenix. It's the blood <laughs> orange meme. <laughs> so good. Say red. <laughs> It's fucking jetpack. Fucking red. <laughs> Rising Phoenix. I like the idea of them having to like bond with their uh with the jetpack in the same way that you kinda of have to bond with your shitty old like secondhand car. You gotta learn also like idiosyncrasies to actually like use it properly. Staff coming in with the A plus metaphors today. And because I've had to bond with this shitty little car that's not even mine, uh the fuel needle doesn't always go up to where it should, so you've got to, like, whack the dashboard in the particular one spot to make it go up properly. And I feel like those jetpacks are a little bit like that. Yeah, I mean, like, I've had my car, the Pearl, for... It's the only car I've, like, owned. And, like, it has its own things, you know? You have to... Everyone's different. You gotta treat it right. Um, anyway, he's real excited for it. And, of course, the scouting parties are starting to arrive, and so everybody except the armorer and IG-11 leave to, like, find the lava tubes. And they, the armorer, like, melts one of the dudes. Great. Um, IG-11 helps get rid of them before catching up with the rest. She absolutely destroys. I love her so much. It's she, amazing. She kicks her ass with blacksmithing tools. I lo- It's like, I love it so much. I was so worried they were going to do the thing of, like, she's going to stand and fight and die. Nope. I was so scared. And then she just kicked nope. all their asses, like, oh, thank God. She's she's very good. She's the armorer. <laughs> like, um, okay, but she threw that one dude into the fire. So yeah, that was very cool. He just melted. Yeah. Um, and so, let's see. 
Um, and Kara Cynthia, baby in one arm, huge gun in the other dune. Because um, she's just like firing away, holding on to the baby. And like, is, this is amazing. I can't, he is amazing. I can't tell if Kara's going to be like the baby's mom or the baby's cool, fun aunt. Cool, fun aunt for sure. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Like Omera is definitely like the mother figure. And Kara Cynthia is like the cool, fun aunt who's like, hey, want to go shoot some stuff? And Baby Yaddle's like, fruit gummies! And then they go. <laughs> don't tell your dad. Yes, don't tell your dad. Don't tell your dad what we did. <laughs> um, And then we get to the astromech with arms gone. I hate, this is extremely cursed. <laughs> this was like... I love this drawing. This felt like yeah, this is one more finger on Saf's monkey paw. <laughs> yeah, this felt like the monkey folks. Like, I got IG leave it, then I got this this thing. Because at first it's like, oh, it's an astromech, it's a live still. And then it started to stand up, and I was like, okay, all right, not into this. And then it kept going, and I was like, very not into this. And then it moved a little bit, and I was like, actually, this is okay. And then I saw it fully, and I was like, nope, never mind, I hate it. <laughs> I What's the right? mythological creature that like ferries people into the into hell, Sharon. like on the river of blood? Like, yeah. I feel like Karen, the 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 ferryman. Yeah, Karen. This is the Star Wars version of that because I felt like I was in hell when I saw that astronaut. <laughs> love this droid. You it's would so large for some reason. It's horrifying. <laughs> I have to be so big. I. Love it. It appeals to me in every way, like chef's kiss for this astromech with giant arms and legs. Driving a gondola on a river of lava. I went from like, ooh, an R2 unit to, oh no, very quickly. Like, (laughs) yep. It's like, yay, an R2 unit. Like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Why does it have Extremely cursed. Extremely, cr- I don't like it at all. I do not like this. This is like the first Star Wars droid I've actually been like, no, you can leave, please. I love it. <laughs> this is extremely something that Taika would do as well. I'm like, why must you? Why? I I think it's because Taika was like, okay, if I was another droid, what would I be? <laughs> <laughs> if I was an astromech, what would I look like? It's this. <laughs> I like to imagine, like, it's the design Taika wanted to be, and they were like, that's not going to make sense. You need to be an IG unit. <laughs> right. Like, no. Taika, no. And he's like, but it's cool. And we're like, we'll use that some other place. <laughs> yeah, we cannot have you running around looking like this. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Um, of course, the Imperials are blocking their way out of the tube. Um, so they have to fight, but there are too many. IG-11 gives Oh, I'm sure it's fine. And the jetpack to the Mando because he has to go let them escape. His primary function is to protect the child. But if the Mando says that Yada will be safe, then he can initiate his self-destruct. Oh, this was... Oh. The Mando keeps arguing against it, saying that they need it. And the Mando is so sad about this. Oh my this god, the like... Mando bonded with a droid. Yep. This is like the poetry. It rhymes with the first episode. But he's like, when IG Lee was like, I'm going to self-destruct. And Mando's like, do not self-destruct. It was like that, but sad. Do not self-destruct. And IG-11 rubs Yaddle's ears affectionately. Oh. Um, so he jumps into the lava. It's very dramatic. And then he's goes, all good in the lava. Just turns out this lava fucking sucks as lava. It's kind of sucky lava, honestly. Yeah, like nobody's burning alive or next to it. The droids can just walk through it. There's like a fairy, yeah, like, apparently, that's fine. A gondola in there. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, this is lava. shit lava. Why yeah. couldn't the astromech from hell sacrifice himself? <laughs> yeah, surely that droid can self destruct. That would have been so much more satisfying. No, nope, nope. This is a monkey paw, remember? Ugh. Yeah. Ah. Oh, monkey oh, IG-11. IG-11 had one of the best redemption arcs in Star Wars I've seen in a long time. Honestly, yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. Yeah. And, um... It kind of sucks that it wasn't his choice, that huh? Right there. Yep. And so it works as it's meant to, um, and they make it through, but then Moff Gideon is shooting at them from his tie. Um, and <laughs> Grief is like, come on, baby, do the magic hand thing. And Yaddle just waves at him. 
Oh, I love this. I love these Yo, characters so much. I'm so, so happy that it is canon that Carl Weathers said the words, come, come on, on, have the baby do the magic hand thing. Come on, <laughs> like, baby. Can you imagine if, if two months ago we had seen the, just the clip of that segment of this show? <laughs> we would not have believed it. No, I <laughs> would have like, been 100% on board. I would have been like, surely this is Tyka's episode. <laughs> Guess what? You're right. Come on, baby. I also, Do the magic hand thing. I also love Car. They just cut to Kara and her facial expressions Sweet. during. <laughs> like Kara's her- face basically said, "That's not how the force works." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then she, she does it. She also does it when the armor is like, "You are as its father," and it cuts to Kara like, "Oh God, no! Oh, this yeah, idiot she's- can't take care of a baby." <laughs> she's so embarrassed by everything know. happening. What about me? I'm the one who's kept the baby alive for the last three episodes. <laughs> and he gets to be the father. Oh, I also appreciate how she went from I don't do the baby thing to like if anything happens to this baby, I'll kill everyone in this room, including myself, in like yep. five minutes. Yep. Kara Cynthia <laughs> Dune is all of us. I love that grief also did that. Like okay. everyone who comes in close contact with this baby is suddenly like, oh no, I must protect this thing with my life, and I love no. it so much. The baby. Even even the-, the armor is like, it's cool that all the Mandalorians died for this guy. I can see why you'd. Do you think the baby is doing, like, a forced mind trick on everyone? No, I think the baby's just really cute. <laughs> yeah. It's just a really good baby. They're a sweet, innocent little baby. Sometimes good babies are just... What if, what if baby Yoda is actually regular Yoda using the force to make himself look like baby Yoda? Stop. I don't like... <laughs> oh, that's just racing. I don't like that. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yo, this is like, I just want to be held. My love language is physical touch, and I haven't had... No! 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 Yoda's dead at this point in the timeline. Yoda's very dead. That's what Yoda wants you to think. Stop it! Well, we all thought Palpatine was dead. Listen. That's why Yoda disappears. He wasn't actually disappearing. He just turned into a smaller Yoda. Stop it. Stop it. I don't like it. He's like a phoenix. He was just reborn. <laughs> the theory of bigger Yoda and little Yoda. Reborn as baby Yoda approximately 50 years ago. That's how it works. Okay. They're a forced dyad. So, uh, so the Mando, the Mando uses his Yoda. To, um, I meant Yoda and baby Yoda. <laughs> Amanda uses his jetpack to jump and attach himself to the tie. Even I though seriously thought this was a really bad idea when he first did it. I love. I was laughing so much about the way he was just like flying about. He hasn't done his drills, okay? It was real funny. Um, <laughs> that's so stupid. And so he attaches himself to the tie wing, and then plants a detonator, and then it blows a wing and makes it crash. Um, and when the Mandal lands, Grief is very happy. Navarro's back to its respectable bounty hunter nest. Kara's gonna hang around. Um, Grief offers her a job as his enforcer, and he can help her get rid of her chain code. Whatever that means. Um, it means so she- that she won't be a bounty anymore. Yeah. Um, and so the Mando is welcome back to the guild with open arms, but he has something very important to do first um was, yeah go ahead i was kind of bummed Kara didn't go with him uh big freaking same yeah now we have well, to somehow I, no, the, go one back hand, to her again one hand i'm sad that she didn't go with him but on the other hand her sticking around with grief means that we'll see them both yeah good That's point true. and also next time he sees them they're gonna be like great pals it's, it's gonna, gonna be good hilarious <laughs> um yeah they're gonna and, definitely be finishing each other's sandwiches it's gonna be great <laughs> and then the Mando looks down at Yaddle, and Yaddle raises her little hands up. Dad, one up, one up. And then he goes, and he picks her up, and then she gets affectionate ear rubs from Kara and Grief. Um, and then the Mando makes a grave for Queel before leaving. Um, but and- not the Blurgs? Sorry. Look, maybe we just didn't see the Blurgs graves. You're right. They were just off to the left. They're, yeah. They're so much larger. It takes up a lot more space. Yeah. They couldn't fit it on screen. And they it's didn't like it's very important models. to me that Quill was buried with the blurgs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They're they're his blurgs. Um 
Yaddle, we find out, somehow ended up with the Mythosaur necklace he had given Kara. And then that Mando asks her to hang on to it. <laughs> and that by that, she's going to chew on it. <laughs> that thing is sharp. Do not give that to a baby that you know swallows frogs whole. He's a dumb dad. And I was like, and I was like, the the cord's too long. She's gonna choke. She's gonna trip on it. It's I love not- that this show just makes everyone <laughs> want to protect the baby. Yeah, you're not being a good dad right now, Mando. Have you? Well, he tried his best. Yet? He just got a baby. Have He's trying you his best. Your guns yet? <laughs> um. So we cut back to the desert. Of course, Moff Gideon is alive, and he uses the slash A, I don't know, Darksaber. It's the, there's only one. There's okay. one, yeah. He uses the Darksaber to cut through the tie to escape. And Woo, a Darksaber! The Darksaber is back! I'm honestly so excited about it. I love the Darksaber so damn much. That thing is so damn cool, and I'm so excited to see it in live action because it looks and sounds amazing. Yeah, um, I screamed because I was not expecting I, it. It's like this, one I in actually the morning. got spoiled for this because I didn't have yeah, time same. to see the episode, and um, I saw, I think it was Pablo tweeted something about the Darksaber, and I was like, oh, wait a second. Hey, Kelly, want to watch The Mandalorian right now? We're going to watch it right now. Um, was it the tweet where he links an article that said the Darksaber, which is a, a Legends yeah, novel? Yeah, yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was that. <laughs> like people, like some clickbait site that genuinely did not do the proper research. Yeah, that was really bad. But I was like, Darksaber. I lost my absolute mind about that. So I was like, we're watching it right now, and you see the Darksaber. So when it happened, I was just like, oh my gosh, the Darksaber. And then I made my flatmate watch... Uh, the episode where the dark saber is introduced in the Clone Wars, because I was like, the dark saber is really cool. Because um, it was really, like, really cool. I was super excited, and then went, oh no, Bo-Katan. <laughs> yeah, that's also bad because Bo-Katan was the last person to have the dark saber when she became Mandalore. Um, so a little bit nervous about that. I think she's coming back for uh, she. I think she's definitely coming back for season two. I do worry that she's dead. I don't know, but I'm hoping because Katie Sackoff tweeted something a while back about how like Disney is signing her checks now. Mm. Oh, I like the but sound also, of that. So amazing if Katie Sackoff comes back at is like live action Bo-Katan. Yeah, because that is like I would actually, love to see live action Bo-Katan. Like a I would... really great like it was a really great actor to choose for voice acting, but then also could play live action. Yeah. Okay. Real talk though. What if we actually saw Sabine live action? Cool. Wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Wouldn't hate it. I feel like um, I feel like Ahsoka and Sabine. One or the other is sh- I, it's an inevitability that they're going to show up at some point. I hope. It's I feel like Sabine's more likely because it's definitely about the Mandalorians. I did forget that Sabine was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to go off and do this random quest." Um, did forget yeah, about for- that. So many things have happened. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. But yeah, I oh my god, I love I love the dark saber so much. But I it just... was like the one thing in Mandalorian lore I actually cared about before this show came out and made me realize I actually cared about Mandalorians. <laughs> I just I just feel like. Because Filoni is heavily involved in the show, we're going to get Ahsoka at some point. I'm going to yell. I swear to God, if they have Ashley Eckstein play her, I will rage quit. Oh, no, that shouldn't happen. No, but... No. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know. I'm constantly I'm... disappointed all the time. Especially with Dave Filoni. So... <laughs> anyway. Like, anyway. I would just, if I saw Ahsoka in this, I would I, I would cry. I love her so much. Uh, but also, yeah, I agree. Actually, I would not be, like, the voice. Good, good, good voice. Uh, she is too small to be Ahsoka at this point, because Ahsoka's going to be relatively old. Well, like, she's well, already like, become Ahsoka the White at this point, basically. Well, like, you could do Sabine relatively easily and still have Tia Sakaar do right. it. Absolutely. So, yeah, it w- I don't think it would work necessarily that well for Ahsoka. Yeah, Tia, Tia Sakaar, Sing Sabine, I think is something that we could reasonably see, especially with, like, the addition of the Darksaber. Yeah. Um, God, the Darksaber making a move into live action. This is how I felt when Saw was in right? Rogue One. <laughs> I'm feeling those feelings again. Oh, my God. Saw was also in uh, the game, Fallen Order, and I <laughs> I started crying when I saw him. I was so happy. <sighs> um. Yeah, I was really glad that the Darksaber didn't look stupid like Viber Blades did. Uh, like, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to retain the coolness of seeing it in animation translated into live action. Yeah, I was really hoping to see it in live action one day because it is really just, it's a really cool design. Yeah. And I love the audio design of it so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's just, it's, it's, and I, it's sick as hell. 
I do like that we can get things like this now because one of the things that's always kind of bothered me about the new Star Wars canon is that they want to make they want to say that it's all interconnected when it really isn't like the movies really have nothing to do except for Rogue One like Rogue One got my expectations unreasonably high and then the, the other movies are just like I guess we'll put Kanan's voice in a force vision or something like look that was pretty cool though yeah i no, did actually re- like cool. like because it's the final movie of the entire saga and they actually the fact that they did like make direct references to the animations as in having the voice actors come and do their voices as part of the jedi legacy was extremely cool yeah. um so i did really i do appreciate that like it seems like as time goes on now that the saga's like wrapped up they're actually making it more possible for them to connect everything is kind of the impression i'm getting because obviously this what they're making here is going to directly connect to what's happening in Siege of Mandalore and Clone Wars, which very cool. And apparently they're also working on two other animated series um, that I saw Jordan Mason remind everyone of recently. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. That did mention that was a thing. Um, so we don't know what's coming from that either. And that could relate directly to the saga films or Mandalorian or the Obi-Wan series. Um, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought there, but everything's have- very exciting right now. <laughs> Right. I think it's just really hard. I was talking, I was actually talking about this with Jenna earlier, is that like, it seems like we don't actually know what's going on with Star Wars content right now. Um, Like we really don't know besides like the season two of the Mando, Obi-Wan and Cassie and Andor, like we don't know what else is happening. Um, yeah, I imagine now that we're in the new year, I imagine March will be around the time we start actually getting proper confirmation for a bunch of stuff. Now that, like, the saga's over, they have given time to do that. Also, the financial year is ending. Um, that's generally when, like, that kind of announcement start to come out is March time. Um, we're also supposedly getting a Project Luminous announcement in January. Oh, my God, I forgot about Project Luminous. I that's right. that's a thing. Which, now that I've actually seen Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I, I think this could be something really interesting. It's yeah. still going to be five comics about Darth Vader, so, like, I don't... Please. Oh, man, prayer circle, that's what it is. <laughs> if it's that, I would... The I would honestly enjoy just... that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, the fact that, like, all of these different authors are involved in this one thing is just five comics about Darth Vader, I would be extremely into that. No, also, because I'll... everyone would be so My... mad. My post trust fandom is just me embracing the most chaotic possible scenario for <laughs> Denny, welcome to welcome to my life. It's so good, right? Embracing the chaos of Star Wars, it's very good. Yep. Yes, indeed. <sighs> I'm glad anyway. I've said it before, but I'm gonna say it again. I feel like Rogue Podron existing at this point in time is very good for the fandom because we are the chaos. We we are chaos incarnate. <laughs> we have our own chaos cycles that even Heath feels even though he's not recording yeah. this with us right now he's still, he's still he still pulled, feels him he's pulled by the chaos moon in which all of our chaos cycles are alive so yeah I've saying say- i've been saying that since i've been recording with red pod regularly my chaotic energy has increased like tenfold yes <laughs> it's what we do what we are chaotic happened. and we don't take things seriously except for when we do but then it's still wholesome um yeah. and also we are very funny i i will I will say that as an objective fact because we've had enough reviews saying that to us. <laughs> <laughs> we are funny, and this is and what the fandom needs right now. More of you need to listen to us because it is needed. You know, right? the we best are the healing way bomb. to get more people to listen to us is to say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your worst enemies Put it um, on to your listen to us. We, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. On your first date, be like, hey, you should listen to Rogue Podrin, and then we can have a second date. Look, we didn't ask for this responsibility. We didn't want to be the heroes in this time of crisis, but we'll take this on. Well, we Somehow are. it happened. It became us. Star Wars just, Star Wars reached out to us and was like, please, that, please that, do this for us. That is how the Force worked in this time. <laughs> yeah. Like, we are hey. in a Force dyad with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a forced dyad with eggs, so like, yeah. yeah. Leia's, Leia's dying words were Ben. Listen to Rogue Podrin. In <laughs> <laughs> that time that we don't see him, it's him listening to Rogue Podrin and being like, "Oh my god, I've made a big mistake. I need to oh fix god, this. I must put on a sweater right now. <laughs> <laughs> I must become a soft boy." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Wait, people call me Milo Ron." I cannot stand this. This is the worst. Anyway, speaking of listening to Rogue Podron, if for some reason you listen to the Podrilorian and not Rogue Podron, um, we have a main show which is called Rogue Podron. 
and you can listen to that on the same feed as this show. And we're what reading a, a really good book in the starting next week. So no, like, yeah, we're reading like one of the awesome. renowned awesome. best Star Wars Dude, books ever. Episode. Oh, you know, we're doing a trust episode first. Um, and then we're reading one of the best Star Wars books known. This is objective fact. Even like any Star Wars fan would tell you that this is the best Star Wars book. Um, Every it's gonna be it's gonna be such a nice change from um, courtship and I Jedi. Oh, it's gonna be good. Actually, I think anything's a good change compared to I Jedi. Literally, yeah, I, like, I would rather read literally anything but I Jedi ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter at Rogue Podron. We will be talking about the new stuff there. Uh, you can email us roguepodron at gmail.com. We have a website which is roguepodron.com. And if you have uh, cool stuff you want to send us, you can contact us there. Um, <laughs> But also, we have a Patreon, which is the most important thing. And if you want to know more about weird cursed droids or want to help us save Star Wars, you can pledge to us there. We have a variety of tiers. You can literally just pledge $1 a month, and it is all good. And you can also access our Discord server, which is a great time. There's a lot of memes in there. It's it's wild. Yeah. Also, people know way too much about us. That is also wild. And... <laughs> You can find us on pretty much any podcatcher that you like. You should rate and review us on iTunes because then we get we get stars and we need stars to eat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> we're so hungry. And also it helps other people find us, which, as I feel we've all agreed, is needed in this trying time. Yeah. Hey, I just went to Amazon.com, which is this website, um, and uh, this little ordered, indie store. ordered my copy of Star Wars The Crystal Star, and there are only seven left in stock. So okay. Like, you but need to get careful. on that. Wait, so we've been we've be already careful, made Crystal Star sell out. We've already made Crystal Star sell out. That was us. Because uh, you might order your copy from Amazon.com, a website, and then it might say Crystal Star on the outside, but then on the inside, it might be a completely different book. Wait, is that a thing that happens? Oh my god, staff, please go look at my Twitter right now. Wait, is that something that happened to you, Vic? Go look at my Twitter right I'm looking at your Twitter. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. What the frick? The most rogue Padre thing happened. What book was it in the inside? You'll see when you look at the video. Wait, okay, okay, I'm watching this right now. <laughs> what? Why is there an apostrophe there? I mean, because it's really about Chiss. <laughs> Meg, you should just write the show notes based on that. Yeah, I'm like, all right, so um, the children were gone, and then I'll just jump straight into, oh. What a trier. Five centuries ago, three mages made a desperate last stand, sacrificing everything to preserve the only hopes of goodness in the beautiful doomed land of Alice. Oh, God, this sounds like the kind of stuff I would read off my dad's shelf. Yeah, like, this is the first paragraph. Words, written in black ink on parchment, are a fool's paradise. And I, as a writer, know this only too well. (laughs) Pronunciations change, meanings mutate, nothing survives intact. The ravage, yeah, the ravage is a blind time. (laughs) Is this person just describing Rogue Podron? Why am I writing this? Why pursue this folly? (laughs) This is not the first time I have told her damned story. <laughs> okay, so there's a four-star review for it on Amazon, but the review is entitled Quite Enjoyable, but there's an apostrophe in the middle of the word quite and an apostrophe in the middle of the word enjoyable. <laughs> I respect that energy so much. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Crystal Star. <laughs> you may not end up with Crystal Star. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Only Waru knows. Oh no, there's a wolf in this book. Maybe it's written by Dave Filoni. <laughs> there Ooh. are names of the po- Oh my god, the word ogre has an apostrophe between the G and the R. I can't. I can't. <laughs> ogre. 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 Okay. I would love to see anyone who writes books like this pronounce the damn words they're writing. Oh, I hate it. I hate all of it. Anyway, so... Next time, we'll be going back to the main show because the Podgelorian will be riding off into the sunset until second season comes out. Until then- fall. No, spring. spring. Until spring, which I got really excited about when I first saw it. And then I remember that our seasons are reversed and spring is actually very far away. Yeah. <laughs> Not soon. <laughs> no, it was fall. It's fall because it's, yeah, no. It's your fall. And I was like, oh, fall. That's in like 
couple months. So no. Fall is a baby horse. Fall. Fall. Fall? Hey, How do you say it? Autumn. Fall. Fall. Autumn. Oh, wait. Do you do you actually use autumn over there? I say yeah. autumn. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought Americans didn't say autumn. Okay, never mind then. I thought you didn't say that word. We know what autumn is. <laughs> yeah, we say that word. <laughs> okay, anyway. Anyway. So, we'll be back with Rogue Padron. Um, we'll be doing a Tross episode in which basically we brag about all the ways that we were right and Star Wars stole all of our material. And, because <laughs> it stole a lot of our material. It did. Yeah, and then we will be jumping into the Crystal Star once I eventually get a copy that is actually the Crystal Star. <laughs> What if you're just cursed and every single time you try and buy a copy, it's a it's different just... book? You get, like, a worse book each time. <laughs> oh, no. The next one's going to be three stars, but more apostrophes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, the same book every time, but more letters have been replaced by apostrophes. Right. Until you just get a book that's entirely apostrophes. Right. Okay. So, until until... Northern Hemisphere Autumn 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I have spoken. Pew, pew. Okay, I did Google Autumn. Sorry. Pew, pew. Um, And (laughs) and Google says Autumn, also known as Fall in North American English, which I think is why I thought y'all didn't say Autumn. Because other countries don't say Fall. It's just (laughs) y'all. What was that sentence? (laughs) (laughs) Look, that was me working through my brain. Me being, like, being hard of hearing is a good, like, it's fun sometimes. Because a good, like, 75% of the time I have no idea what the hell anybody is saying to me. And you just gotta have to fill it in with context clues. Look, Ash, I'm gonna be honest, 75% of the time I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I open my mouth and just hope for the best, generally. And sometimes it works, and it's sometimes terraforming, so. <laughs> Podcasting. <laughs> now the fact that I fell open podcasting is like my thing. I just opened yeah. my mouth and hope for the best. <laughs> yep, I, I realized now that also was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <my. sighs> Tell me what you're going to make.